Yo, this is Tech Nine on Wake the Flock Up. Right. So hurry up and do it. Wake the flock up, Tech Nine, baby. Wake Everything. the flock up, Immortal Technique. You know what it is, baby. Bang, bang. Yo, this is this is D Spawn. I'm chilling with my man Concept, and this is Wake the Flock Up. Yo, what's the deal? It's yours truly, the magnificent DJ Jazzy Jeff, checking out Wake the Flock Up. You're the reason why I do what I do, and I started a list a long time ago with all the artists I've ever wanted to interview. I know your list. I follow okay, you. Okay, okay. I read all your tweets. I appreciate yes, you doing you that. You said this is your mission. It was my to mission. Come here. Absolutely. And if you didn't get this interview My wife won't let me go home, Sway So you okay. gotta give me 10 minutes of your time And on if it wasn't bro. for your wife Yes Because I know she's a beautiful woman Yes, she is Who keeps that household together That's right So I wanna make sure she got a beautiful man to come That that's oh, gonna come home bro, for, man Thank you so Kasa, much bro. what up, man? Any questions? What you got? Listen Oh, you're out of your mind No, 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 no Okay, huh. I don't believe they let you, I guess, run about with the little recorder <laughs> Saying these fucking horrible things to people People Back to the show, you are now listening to Wake the Flock Up with Concept 714, a very special Wake the Flock Up, a reunion of sorts. It's been a minute since I've seen this gentleman. One of the hardest things uh, about doing the podcast is besides all the like footwork, like the emails and the editing and all that shit, okay, it's the actual interviews, mm-hmm. right? So it's like mental acrobatics with you, a stranger, right, trying to get you to open up and like tell me these things in like an hour and a half, right? So my goal is to to be entertaining, but not funny. Like I don't want people to laugh at me, but I don't. I also want people to come back and listen to the show. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So like you start to develop a character in your head of who like concept is, who who's concept on the mic and what is he saying and where's he going, right? Because a lot of the times I feel um, most podcasts, it, people assume it's easy because they're like, oh, they're just talking on two mics. Like, oh, that's cake bro right and also it, it's a lot of people behind mics already like actors or, or rappers in particular rappers they think they can run a podcast because they think oh well, i rap for a living i should be able to talk for a living yeah completely different skills you know what i'm saying and i didn't understand that until i realized how hard it was to actually keep up with the guests and then keep up with myself and keep up with the prior shows that i've done um, the quality that I want it to be. I want it to be a good product. I want this to be some dope that I put out, contribute to hip hop. It's like, hey, you know, uh, this is a new new form of con- contributing. So it's easy to speak to people that got stories to tell. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Uh, it, it's a lot easier to someone who's understands themselves because they can tell you a lot about themselves, you know? Mm. So when I saw you doing your thing again, like you were coming up and like all this other shit, I was like, oh, you know what? Pex is a man. That has stories to tell. Like yeah. you got, you got shit to talk about. Yeah, I got some stories. <laughs> um, sure. And it's just been amazing just watching you just grow up to be 
this MC that you're, you're growing up to be, you've matured a lot as an Definitely. MC. And I can tell that you found like who you are as an MC. And I think you're only gonna, it's only gonna get doper from here because you're only gonna structure it better. For sure, for sure. You that took a long, long time, long time coming. A lot of work and a lot of years uh, finding my style and you know things how I want to speak about things. And that even even that changes. You know what I mean? Just like as you grow as a person, as you get older, like everything, everything changes. It it just matures and and develops, you know, along the way. So I'm blessed to still be here to be, you know perfecting my craft and bettering myself as a person and growing up and just blessed to be able to tell my story put it out there for the world it's a uh, it's interesting well first uh i'm also very proud of you being from orange county myself yeah. from orange county uh so i like to from the beginning like to shine light on orange county as much as i can so like gremlins and you know these other cats have been through shout out uh, gremlin shout out to gremlin you know uh, killing it he's a beast bro he, yeah he doesn't the man doesn't know how to stop you know and, and again another one who's matured uh so first i think what happens is skill erupts this is mm -hmm. what i see like okay there's a spark of skill and then you know you start fucking with it and you, you start to get better because now you're controlling it but it's like wild it's like you're trying to hold on to it but it's like you're fucking spitting and you're rhyming like you're, you're just trying to do it and then what happens either that flame dies out and then most mcs are don't continue mm -hmm. you know it is or others focus that flame focus that energy very particularly and then they find themselves in the music and then they give us dopeness yeah you know what i'm saying for sure and i seen that from gremlin from him growing up to how mature his raps have gotten yeah the content of his raps for real to the content i mean like when he first started you you, you remember the tracks bro like you was just like a, just beasting everyone you know yeah and now he's a he's a more mature man he's seen the world he's lived around and shit right yeah found his niche and he's killing it yeah he's yeah. killing it but you you've done the exact same thing you, mm -hmm. you you found your niche and you're and you're doing your thing now who do you think has had the biggest um has have you admired the most to get to where you're at right now who do you think has had the biggest kind of a focus on your artist wise yeah. are, you, are you okay like as a fan are you saying like mm. just inspire what type of artist inspires me mm. uh i mean everybody i really couldn't put it on one person but i say like i'm inspired by a lot of things you know just like artists in the city when it comes to like graffiti uh you know what i'm saying other artists that are coming up around me you know gremlin that's inspiring you know what i mean just mm -hmm. to be able to work with him and get him on the album and uh get game from somebody really who's who's done something that we're all trying to do you know what i mean to take it to a certain level uh anybody who's been able to take it to that level and and is an authentic person you know inspires me just humans and humans in general inspire me every day i'm inspired mm -hmm. by something new so you know i for sure say my peers you know what i mean inspire me uh you know anybody who's just who's just pushing that limit and uh doing the most with the least and making something happen chase their dreams that inspires me for real at what age did you feel like this need to to make something um i would say like i started freestyling when i was like nine i didn't really write music uh i mean i feel like you're asking me like create songs uh well okay what, what i mean is like a. I, I, at, at the end of the day, we're all contributing. We're all creating something, right? But mm -hmm. I, I feel like some people don't have that need to make something something out of nothing. I feel like, right? I mean, I've always been like that. Like, just because I didn't have much cracking when I was a youngster, you know? Like, coming from, like, a broken home and, mm -hmm. you know, just being in trouble a lot. Uh, I always just felt 
for me it was like i was addicted to like you know leaving my presence i always had this thing of like you know i'm only here for so long on earth i want to like leave my mark and tell my story and that's always been important to me you know even just with like art or graph or whatever like leaving my mark leaving my name i feel like as a young kid that was important to me uh and sometimes just not feeling not feeling like i'm here or i'm like seen you know in my own way i could be like maybe the most popping person in the room but sometimes maybe i don't feel like that so i'm always pushing to like leave my mark or you know what i'm saying like to leave an imprint on people so i think i'd say at a young age i would say like you know early teens 10 years old i probably started to like build up myself and uh mm. kind of fit start to think like man you know I, I love like telling my story or 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 rapping or doing art you know what i'm saying yeah so i'd say at a young age for real at a young age you know it is it is something special when you're at a young age realize that you're not going to be here forever yeah and i think some people it scares the shit out of them well i mean i think it scares the shit out of everybody the realization i think you asked right. me this question oh, literally dude, I, seven years ago i think you said something as an artist or you said what are you afraid of oh yeah, yeah that's later that's later yeah, yeah okay yeah. okay yeah, that, that, that's the, the, so i remember from the last time yeah, though i, I think that's it. what i said something like you know i'm afraid of not being remembered or something yeah. It, yeah. i mean to some people it is frightening to think one day you're gone yeah and uh and that's it you can't defend yourself from anything what you left is what you left and that's what people are gonna look at you can't put anything into context for them like yeah. i why he did oh, uh, 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 can't do that yeah. so now what you left is what you've done but your actions is all you have left mm. and now look there's nothing wrong with living a life of just peacefulness and not wanting to be in the limelight or not contributing in that way there's nothing wrong with that some people express themselves in other ways you know yeah uh, but as an artist it's very important to leave some material i feel mm. for people to be like yo yeah he was dope because i yeah. think that's ultimately it dog. we just want people to be like oh that fool's dope right? yeah that's yeah. it straight up be recognized <laughs> for you know what you contributed yeah and uh yeah so i feel like all these albums are just like books yeah. books on my life chapters you know uh -huh. what i'm saying chapters of my life and when you that's why I like all my music is very personal because it is very important for me to tell my story and and to make sure I leave some mm. and whether I'm here or not, you know, wherever I'm at in the world, people could go listen to these albums and understand, you know, what I was going through and how I've been living for the last, you know, 10 years of my life. Dope, dope. Let, let me, let's rewind. Okay. Pexes 2. Where are we at? Where are we living? Two Who's years there? Old. Let's say okay. you're two years old. Well, two how? years old. I was, uh, so my parents split up when I was three uh, so I when, just, when I was two, yeah. I would have been living in Seal Beach. Mm. Yeah, with my mom, uh, my two brothers, my sister. You know, I had some dogs. You know what I'm saying? Three three of us and uh, three siblings in a room. That's where I was at when I was two. Okay. So, Orange County. Orange County, yep. Born and raised. Yep, born in Anaheim. Born in Anaheim. Dope. Born in Anaheim. And then, uh, when did you make it to Cyprus? Uh, I'd say like when I was like three or four years old, about okay. three, my parents split up. I moved to uh, like La Palma area for a little while. And then uh, I'd say like about three or four years old, uh, Cypress, I moved to Brown Tanglewood. So when they split, who did you go with? Uh, with my mom. Okay. How was that? Uh, I mean, it was always good. My mom, you know, she, uh, she, she got on drugs a little bit later on in my life. So those early years, it was tough, you know, because she was raising three boys on her own. And, uh, you know, we were trying to find where we were going to live, you know. So it was like a little transition phase. But I was young. So when you're three, you know, you're just like crying like, man, you know, how come everything ain't the way it's been or whatever. You know, you don't really understand what's going on. Uh, but that was good. My mom's, my mom's a champion. She's a G for real. She like she raised three boys on her own 
you know she overcame her own she you know she got on drugs she got off drugs so she she's a real g you know shout catch carol my mother's name is carol shout out to carol for shout real out to carol um it's not until i got older and started having kids of my own and like being married like the whole adult thing mm-hmm. that i realized how hard it must have been for like a female to like raise a dude you know yeah. just one dude i can't imagine raising three yeah you know? uh, straight up and and now i'm so like so much more grateful now that i can like re- actually like real really almost experience what she had to go through coming home tired from work yeah leaving your house making sure all your kids are fed and the house is clean to a decent extent right because mm-hmm. the kids are gonna fuck it up anyway so yeah <laughs> the house is livable you're the other kids are fed okay cool the, the, the basic parental needs and then being present and going to schools and then presentations and then fucking all this shit and you're right as a kid you don't understand why your life isn't as good as your neighbor kid who lives in a house yeah you live in the apartment building you know all that difference and it's like dude your mom is literally trying the hardest she can yeah to make sure you're okay and then and then dealing with the basic human yeah her insecurities own, yeah. And, and, and and that's the hardest thing i've come to i was real resentful for my mom early on mm. because i, I felt like she could have done things differently but now i'm just like yo like you can you could never put yourself in the shoes of a single mother damn that's real you know what i'm saying yeah yeah for real i mean I, I caused hell for my mom, you know, and, and in a sense, I used to feel like she caused hell for me, you know, she was fighting her own demons, so that was one thing that definitely had a major effect on me. Well, it was probably uh, true, bro, you know, you know but what I'm in saying? A, in, a po- in the long run, mm-hmm. in a positive way, yeah. you know, she was able to paint a picture uh, for me in, in my in real life of a of a an addict and certain things that I didn't want to be like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and that still to this day, there's certain drugs and certain things I've never... Uh, even though they've they've been around me very heavy with the crowd I'm in and and the people I'm around, but I've never indulged in it. And, uh, you know, shout out to my mom. That's that's something like just gaining, you know, finding something to gain in a a situation with very little, you know what I'm saying? So she blessed me in a way from from that curse that she had, you know what I'm saying? Uh, And she's a G, man, she made it through. Uh, I'm just thankful that, you know, I I couldn't imagine what she went through dealing with us and dealing with their own problems but you know that helped create who i am today all the all those times all those struggles oh absolutely and and the best thing to do is to learn from you and and then try to like not repeat them i've been in situations where i've been like oh i've been here before Mm -hmm. and i remember what i said i'm gonna say the opposite like i've literally done that in my head when i'm arguing with like my wife right i'm like Mm -hmm. no i've been here before let me say something different Oh, boom. I learned from my last experience. I'm trying a new outcome. For real. Because I don't want to end up in the same spot. Yeah. And I and I feel like a lot of people forget that. And they just go savage on their, on their life. Even on themselves. Like, this is the way it's going to be. And it's going to be this way. Because that's the way I fucking want it. When you got to put some thought behind it. It's like, look, what are you doing? Like, well, these years of drug addiction. Like, they're not just hurting you. Hurting your kids. Yeah. They're hurting your family. Everybody. Hurting everyone around you. And, and it takes a lot. But it takes a strong person to even realize that and then to get better from it. Yeah, straight up. And then raising three kids on it on, on yeah, top of that. That's she, amazing, bro. She was a G, man. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Still a G to this day. So how was your relationship with your dad? Was it? Uh, It was like, you know, pretty much like he paid child support. You know what I'm saying? But he wasn't really like there for me in a sense of like, you know, he didn't come around much. I had to go see him. So I would see him like, you know, once a week or once you know two days every two weeks something like that he just wasn't interested uh nah he did yeah he was just he had his own struggles you know what i'm saying but he wasn't he was there for me as much as he could be and i i recognize that so that's all that mattered 
You know what I'm saying? So he had a positive influence in your life also. Yeah, I mean positive and negative. You know what I'm saying? He was just fighting his own demons for a lot of years. So, uh, but but you know, in a real way, he was there for me as much as he could be. You know, he didn't. My my pops, his father died when he was 16, and he, they had a really bad relationship. So I believe that's what like bled into his life. Mm-hmm. It was hard for him to be a father, you know, because he what he saw as a father was a was a monster. You know what I'm saying? So, but he did his best. You know, and he, he passed away a few years back. Rest in peace to my pops. But he definitely did his best. And he, sh- he taught me a few valuable lessons, like, you know, to work hard and, uh, and uh, you know, be your own man. And uh, he, he, he definitely blessed me with some solid morals and goals, you know, uh, doing the best he could, for real. And, that, and that's his legacy now. Yeah. He took that time to do that. And he'll always be remembered for that stuff. Straight up. You know, and that's a beautiful thing. Uh, having never had a dad, it was always confused. Well, I mean, like, present. Yeah, uh, it was it confused me um, on the relationship that some of my friends would have with this adult male. Yeah, it was really weird to me because I was me in particular. I was raised with nothing female, so like my mom, my grandma, and three sisters, and me. Oh, okay. No males whatsoever, Damn. right? Um, so I started looking for father figures in other places. Yeah, and hip hop was just it was just present. It was there, Cube and Nas and Pac, you know, which is listening to them and seeing how they handle situations and the stuff they tell you and like that that was who raised me that it was it was a male but it wasn't a present male. it was more like a yeah like an entity that would change voices and explain shit to me all the time and that's how i would look for for uh, at stuff i'd be like oh you know who would who would know and i'm like oh slug knows about heartbreak or whatever and then yeah. so put some atmosphere on it and dude and then slug tells you how it's like that heartbreak and like straight up you know and yeah. so if you listen it's pops telling you you know damn uh, that's but, real. The, but they had like physical male figures walking yeah. around their house and shit moving around it's different and it was strange because i couldn't see myself trusting a man like that mm. even as even as a male like i couldn't see myself like relying on another dude for anything damn you know yeah um and i and i in that and i don't know like you say i think it's bled into my life because i don't rely for anything for anyone like yeah no one and my mom feels bad because i don't ask her for help for like i don't ask anyone for anything but it made you independent so it, it, it gave you a lot of the power it gave me strength. the space to to find out who i was really young and yeah. I, I got into reading which got, got me into books dope gave me a vocab and an interest in knowledge and understanding at a super young For age sure. so that was real he- helpful down the line yeah yeah but I at mean, the time i was just the kid who it was in his room reading goosebumps because yeah i didn't have no one to play with you know I what i'm saying you. damn that's crazy now nah, you know what like i definitely like reached out to like the big my older homies and and latched on to like them because uh, well, one thing that always bugged me out is just that my pops didn't want to be there. Like, you know, he was there in the sense where I could pull up. I could pull up to his house and he'll have a meal for me. He'll have a place to stay for me. But he wasn't able to like, he would never come. He wouldn't get me. He wouldn't come get me ever. So that was one thing like. Damn. Lack of interest. Yeah. Like this motherfucker's got a car. I'm like 10 years old. Like, you know, why ain't mm. this fool down to pull up? So I'd always like, you know, but it made me independent. It always made me like, damn, I got to find my way as like a young man on my own out here because i don't have and you know you're you're a little reckless like yeah. you, like you said i relate to that there's no male figure walking around in my house telling me what to do or like you know what i'm saying and as when my mother is on drugs and i'm a young kid i'm like i feel like i'm alone you know what i'm saying i was never really close to like my brothers and uh you know we had a relationship but i was like a black sheep you know what i'm saying so like i was just on a, some other frequency you know running my own program your brothers I, weren't wild 
nah nah they're nothing like me <laughs> we're, we're very different but you know they support me and like you know they like hip-hop and they're they're cool cats but uh just growing up young i always felt alone like on my own mission so i would be like you know sneaking out of the house like at the park all night like i'm talking like nine ten years old out with a bunch of cats who are 15 16 17 and uh just latching on to them because they'd pick me up they'd pull up on me they'd give me good game you know what i'm saying so they were present and yeah, they did yeah. show interest so i, I definitely yeah. feel you though on, on you know i could relate to some of the stuff you're saying well it's just like um it's the story of i'm sure of millions of kids you know that grow up without a dad you know and and then now that i'm older and i have my own kids me and my wife uh, are very clear about and strict about sticking together because we both didn't have dads present growing oh, okay. up so it's important for us for the girls to have a dad like i don't know why that's a mission for me now like it's yeah. like okay well we're, not, we're gonna make this work because these kids are growing up with dad i like, think that's what it's all about though is like yeah. you know having something like for sure in my life i know something i really want to do is be a great father because i felt like i didn't have that mm. so it's like you're on a mission yeah to you know give what you didn't have type of thing yeah and then but it's very weird that it's very particular into this i don't know because i feel like this might be my biggest responsibility and i don't want to fuck it up mm. you know what i'm saying that's really in it's like you're you now have the responsibility of these two lives yeah. to raise them to see i'm not a female bro i can't interact with them the way my, my wife does yeah i have to interact with them on a completely different level they're talking to a grown dude yeah and they're six and 15 and i gotta relate to these kids see what i'm saying like it's a challenge yeah but i love it because it, there's a beautiful thing to see them grow and maturing and they're smart and they want to do other shit like For oh real. cool i had a little bit of influence in that like that's that's a good it, it feels good to me to do that Hell how yeah. long um did it take you to realize that like no one was coming to save you uh, like you had I, I to i think i learned quick i yeah. think i was like man mm -hmm. i'm on my own like my mom's is running amok my pops ain't pulling up you know I'm, I'm not really like connecting with my brothers so much uh so yeah at a young age i realized i was on my own and i was gonna find my way and, and i was uh you know when was, did when did hip-hop come in I'd say like like when I was like nine, I started really freestyling and, okay. and you know, I did have an older brother who made beats. So he would like put me on, even if we weren't super close, he would still put me on with like CDs and I hear him on his MPC in the next mm. room making beats. And I just took a liking to it. I always liked rap. I remember like, you know, having like little Bow Wow CD in my CD player and like the Eminem show when I was a little youngster. Like those were two albums that I remember having and was uh, Bowel City good? I don't even honestly I don't remember. Come on. I, I rem I'm sure like there was a as a young kid like yeah. I can't even name one song but I know I played that I CD a hundred times. I think the, the thing times. with it, that it was probably like oh there's a kid rapping like I yeah. want you know, like, I, you know. So it was inspiring. <laughs> it was like damn I'm a little I'm But a little I wonder if it too. was good bro. I wonder if little who, I mean I'm sure there was some like It was Dupree writing this shit though right? Yeah I mean I mean I'm sure as like a kid there was some for a kid yeah. it was dope. You what do you rap about? being little bow wow I, I don't really damn it's crazy that you said because i'm sure i listened to it a hundred times but yeah. this is like you know 20 years ago sure sure <laughs> no a doubt. long time ago yeah so. but but you don't forget the eminem show though nah, See nah, what i'm nah. saying but That's i like the difference I, was, in the i would like yeah i'd say like around then like nine i started getting into freestyling and then uh you know not really trying to make music until later on maybe like 15 mm-hmm 
So freestyling uh, became like a thing you did. Yeah, like all. I mean, that's one thing. Even to this day, it's never left. I did a freestyle on a podcast yesterday. Uh-huh. Like that's like off the top freestyling is something that that's how I got introduced to like wanting to rap, mm. and then that's something that stuck with me, you know, for the last eighteen years. You know what I'm saying? I never stopped freestyling always. So I. It's keep- a it's an art form. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very specific set of muscles that you work when you're freestyling. Yeah. I was never able to master it. Okay. Like to me, um, it was always give me a pen and a pad. Like give me an hour, I'll be right back. Yeah. Cool. Okay. And and there was never any issues. Like it was cool. But the freestyling on the spot, I don't I don't understand that set of muscles that people have to do that. Mm. And then to do it very very well. Yeah. To like a supernatural or like an idea or someone like that who could just. It's just natural. It's just coming out of yeah. them like like that's crazy, what you know? that's what is how it started for it's me. It's an amazing it, thing. It man. was like literally probably like a, like six years of freestyling from like nine to fifteen. Mm-hmm. Then I got locked up and I tried to write songs and I really couldn't do it. Like it, in the beginning, writing was hard for me. It really took me like a year or two of really trying. And I could do these great freestyles, you know. The damn it, it was so dope. And I tried to write something that just wouldn't be on like that. So why would you keep trying to? Uh, I just wanted to write write music, you know what I'm saying? Like I was like, you know, I would I would like make freestyle songs. Like I would just go over beats and freestyle for three minutes, save it. That was the song, and I would I made tons of those. Yeah. And I just you know I wanted to be able to write music. It was like, man, I need to write. Like I wanna I wanna put an hour into a verse and see what happens, mm. you know. So I just got on a mission to do that, and it took like a year or two. But uh, I'd say like from 15 to like 17, I like really mastered like how to write raps how i was gonna write raps and count count bars and uh you know and then i started started making making music i'd say like 15 16 17 those three years i was like learning how to like write music and actually structure a song and uh yeah once i once i got the hang of it it was over because it was like you know i freestyle in my head is how i come up with like bars and then Mm -hmm. i'm just jotting you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so uh yeah, I'd say like. So you still use pencil I, I do paper? It, I do it every way possible. You okay. know, I'm a big fan of like pen and paper. There's a lot of there's a lot of people that stick strictly to pen and paper, with, mm-hmm. and, I, and I and I understand that it's yeah. connection to like you know the poetic side of it. It's like but I know. don't do it every time. You know, like literally some of the songs on the album, I uh, we created everything on the spot, made the beat mm-hmm. on the spot. I, I was like writing in my head, kind of like doing it line by line yeah, yeah, yeah. and then majority of the album was like uh you know i hand wrote it separate from the studio session like i would write to the beat and come in with like the whole song you know mm. probably half of the album was done like that uh some joints it'll be like part by part i might type up a verse on my phone mm. lay a verse down lay a hook down leave the studio come back another day and finish the song so it really all depends on the vibe on the day and I just get it how it comes, you know. If it's a situation where it's there's not a lot of time, and we're making everything on the spot, then let's do it all right there. You know, mm. I won't really be with the pen taking my time. So you're not one of these dudes that sets like an hour a day to do his shit. Like it just comes, you're gonna get it down. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. more like when, when I'm feeling it, or you know, I go to the. St- I, w- I wouldn't say I say when I was younger, if I go to the studio, we're making a song no matter what. Uh. But now as I got older, it's kind of like sometimes I'll go and feel it out, and I'll be feeling it more days than others. Sometimes I just go listen to beats if i ain't really like feeling like i'm gonna make something great i might just move on or work on something else you right. know who who do you think is the rapper you listen to the most growing up 
Damn, I listen to so much, it's hard. I'd say just a lot of underground, really, like, early on was, like, Living Legends, Jedi Mind Tricks, uh, you know, Zion Eye, like, Atmosphere, all that, just, like, popping. I was just a big fan of, like, underground hip-hop, you know, so evidence just a lot of like it's you you went down a very particular road when you went underground because you could have gone in a lot of different directions when you go underground hip-hop there's so many there's that's so what i'm many, saying these know. are just the ones but that these are, are very particular quick. cats it's, yeah. i can see the i can see the, the similarities in them because mm. there's a lot of people that i listen to so i'm sure you you enjoy music for the same reason i enjoy it yeah these are the artists that we go to jedi mind trick you can't you couldn't yeah. fuck with them back then bro straight i was a you big just, fan of them back in the day i mean these are just you know, you li- I listen to so much underground yeah. hip hop, especially when I was young. These are just the names that come to mind quickly that I know. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was pl- I was bringing their shit back like a few times a week, every yeah. week. I had a know. I had met a kid that lived in my apartment building who was in, from Canada, and we were the same age at like 10, 11, and he moved when he was like 14, 15 or something. And we okay. kept up. We were you know chatted up, and back then you would write letters to people. And then shit, you mail shit back. He mailed me back a tape of Swollen Members in 1995 or something. Damn. Like a long time ago. You familiar with Swollen Members? Mm-hmm. So they're Canadian hip-hop. A Canadian okay. underground hip-hop group. It sounds familiar. In the 90s. Okay? okay. On a tape. <laughs> got mailed to me. I was literally, um, I could have swore I was the only motherfucker in the United States with this hip hop tape, bro. Damn. Well, I mean, I, I don't know how many other people. Yeah, maybe, that's wild. I don't know, you know. Uh, so, and then I would brag to my friends about this group that I had found. Like, bro, you're not fucking with Swollen Members, bro. You're not fucking with Matt Child. You're not fucking with Prevail. You're not fucking with oh, these okay. beats. Okay, so was he a part, Matt Child was a part of that Matt too. Child okay. came up with, well, Solo, but early on in his career, he joined up with a, a, an MC named Prevail. Hmm. Beast, bro just an animal and a great producer named um rob the viking who is amazing producer bro just killer producer uh but the canadians and they're like far canadian not even like the near canadians right yeah uh, <laughs> so you know i got managed to and dude that was like that tape was like the most sacred thing in the world to me because it was like hip-hop that no one else i was sure of had heard yeah and then that's also when i realized like my i wasn't the same as my friends like i didn't enjoy the same shit intellectually like it wasn't the same for music it wasn't kind of like i searched for music that was like had a meaning to it it had like a point and like a lyricism and and they were just like the beat was like where they was at you know yeah and and it it really was weird that to have like arguments with my friends about like music because like i thought they were listening to it for the wrong reasons or whatever right yeah and i'm looking for the message oh well i just thought like you can't you like hip hip hop is supposed to be verbal bro like yeah at least when you're rapping you know like mm. that's what i listen to a little cool you know rakim like just lyrics being wu-tang just spit at you yeah most the beat was always secondary coming up to me yeah you know? straight up but to some people the beat is the the, the key is the how do yeah. you treat a beat is it is it like is it make or break a track or i mean i feel like the artist makes you know the the person whose vocals are on it is gonna make or break the track the beat's very important though it's a big it's a, you know it's a sandwich you know you the, the beat is like the meat you know what i'm saying or the bread yeah. you could say it's the bread yep. you know what i'm saying so i ain't i ain't vegan i don't really do lettuce wraps you know what i'm saying That's right i need a good beat but uh yeah man to me vocals are most most important you know what i mean because anybody could do something on a really dope beat yeah but not everybody could take a beat that might be okay and turn it into a hit great song 
it's because of what they did on the beat. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. A lot of people shit on like Nas and all these people who like have a bad tendency to pick. I'm like, I've yeah, but that. he made that beat. Yeah, dope. And bro. I so never really felt like that. I felt like Nas had some of the dopest beats, or you know what he did made the beat dope to me. Oh, dude. So I, when you're when you're listening to Nas, I feel like you, he could rap over any type. It could be a a knock on the table. Yeah. If he's rapping, you're yeah. gonna be like. You know, he's going to paint the picture Because the lyrics are that well put together. Yeah. It's that well delivered, that well thought out. I'd say definitely more important to me than the beat lyrics. Mm, for good, sure. good. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, how how about lyrically? Like, who do we... Like, uh, I don't want to say... Who inspired you the most lyrically-wise? It's so hard to answer, though. Like, I never... I always think to myself, well, if they ask me this question, are you going to have that... Yeah. I never have one person to say. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, everybody, like... I can't. I don't even want to throw out names because I'm like, who is one one person? Yeah, I don't got one. Okay, a lot, I respect a lot, that. I'd say a lot of a lot of underground stuff. A mm. lot of like, you know, I like a lot of gangster stuff. I like mm. a lot of like, uh, you know, every I'm inspired by everything for real. So, I mean, I couldn't really put it lyrically. I'm just trying to think. Like, I know Eminem's a big influence lyrically. Big L, mm. Big L, like the beast. I mean Nas for sure. Like, all right, there's three right there. Like, Nas. So New York, M&M, a lot of New L. York. Yeah, I mean for sure. I I okay. definitely slap a lot of East Coast stuff, and I'm inspired by West Coast stuff too. I just yeah. feel like, you know, Big L. I'd say is like one of the, the most. East Coast raised me, bro. Like, yeah, absolutely. I, I lived in Southern California, but it raised me, bro. Like Rakim and Wu Tang and Nas. Damn, and like, we about to go to New York, dude. Uh, I'm down, bro. Last, last show of the tour, and I'm really That's about. So dope, I got bro. the the last show of this tour I'm doing. Angels Carry Kings tour is gonna dope. be uh, in Brooklyn. On uh, August 28th. Shout out to so that, So that's the dude. first time hitting the oh, East Coast. Oh, shit. So I'm excited. Yeah, real. I'm excited. That, that's dope. I, I love the, the representation of Orange County that you're giving out. Because it's so different from every other artist that's putting it out. Yeah. And it's a, it's a spectrum of, of Orange County. I don't think it's put out enough. Damn. There's not enough artists from there that are rising to the level that you're at. Because, you know, a lot of the artists we have are, they're talented. But I don't think they expose the scenes or the streets or the, the surroundings of Orange County yeah. as much as you have in Damn. all your music. And especially your videos, bro. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, they're dope and they're well put together. But, oh, yeah, I know that street. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and I feel a pride a of sense in that, you know? Yeah, for sure. Definitely want to, like, always have, like, creative control of my stuff. And I always, like, put my own thought into it. And it's important to paint the real picture. I don't want people to get the wrong idea. I really want to show. What's like, the wrong idea of Orange County? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm just speaking from my life. You know what I'm saying? And I'm painting my pictures the way I seen things. So I think everybody is going to have a different perspective. Everyone's going to have a different opinion. Everybody's life is going to be different. You know, even like wherever, LA, it don't matter what place. Everyone's going to have a different picture to paint for you. Uh. I don't want people to when I say that I mean I don't want people to get the wrong idea about my life or what I'm trying to put out there and show you you know what I'm saying so yeah man I'm just uh the wrong idea would be you know people thinking that I'm not people thinking that what I'm speaking isn't real or I'm not really showing you my life or you know I'm in some other area with a group of people that I don't really rock with you know what I mean and putting on a facade of this person that I am I like my shit to be personal I want to I want to film in the neighborhoods I'm hanging out in, yeah, yeah, no and doubt. I came up in. You know, I want to be on, I want to be shooting on the block on the streets where I hustle or where I went through certain things, and uh, you know, just paint the picture of my real life. And I feel like my story's important, and uh, 
you know it's great i got a great story to tell uh-huh. all the struggles and everything i've been through so it's just i'm on a mission always to paint that the best i can you know what i'm saying and you do a good job at it like uh you couldn't fake your videos bro like i don't know you'd have to be the most amazing actor in the world to fake yeah, the I mean, Orange just, County kind of slang you have and, and, we, and we mentality just, and shots. It, it, the, the videos prove to me you know where Orange what, what Orange County is. Like, yeah, and, and it's again like a, a lot of the times I feel like the North Orange County kind of gets a lot more of the hype and like because it's like the nicer area and like yeah. the industrial. And, like, what do you mean like North? Is that like like Boyne Park? No, dude, I'm talking North. fucking North, bro. Like North County. <laughs> I'm thinking South County is like. Newport well, Beach th- and all that. When we right? think so Orange County, North. you and me think Beach, Lincoln, Ball, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No, no. I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking El Toro and Anaheim oh, okay. Hills and fucking like, boom. Yeah. The, the OC, the show See, OC yeah, that I'm was from, displayed. I'm from Cyprus, so <laughs> people are like, I'm the last city before. So yeah. like the thing about my neighborhood where I grew up, which I feel like is different from any other area in Orange County is I'm able to walk over a bridge Mm -hmm. and I'm in the heart of Hawaiian Gardens. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So that's different to where like Buena Park, you can't walk and be in one of the most active neighborhoods in LA or like that type of, so it's like, you know, I've always felt like we're like kind of a little off in the cut. I'm still Orange County, but I'm like, you know, they can't walk one street over and be in an active area like, L- you know, Southeast yeah. LA like that. It's a very so, specific part of Orange County. We're like, we're the little last piece, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm connected. It's a trip because I'm yeah. really connected where I live at. I could walk one street and be in Hawaiian Gardens. I could walk one street and be in Long Beach. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But I'm still surrounded by like Buena Park, you know, whatever, Anaheim, mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, so I always felt like my my section or my view of things is different because I'm like over here, you know what I'm saying? I spent a lot of my time like in Long Beach and in Hawaiian Gardens mm-hmm. growing up, mm-hmm. Cyprus. I, I wasn't always Anaheim sometimes, you know what I'm saying? But I wasn't always going until I got older to like all these other areas, mm. you know what I'm saying? So you're it was very like, much Cypress kid. Yeah, it was like, this is my section. Like I know- You go to that high school? I went to Cypress High School probably for like two months. Mm continuation yep. school and all that yeah man i was <laughs> i was in i was in and out of the hall and camp sure, yeah. and you know i went to gilbert west okay so uh, what was that la palma and la palma not? and uh yeah, cool. so yeah I went continuation to like, school people don't people don't might wonder but yeah, uh, yeah so we weren't the greatest of students but we had I, I feel we we have a we had a big impact in orange county and yeah. you're still having it uh, because again you're being truthful to the representation and you know people don't get to see this side of hip-hop also this was just another th- thing that was very important to me was like okay um it's very territorial to be like hip-hop is ours because blank or this or whatever and i've always argued like that that argument doesn't even make sense yeah you know what i'm saying hip-hop doesn't belong to anyone bro because you're looking at it in americanized view dude go to venezuela or africa or brazil hip-hop has been over there how to get over there you know what I'm saying? Like hip hop is more like dawned on people. Like it, it, yeah. it finds people, and people have been rapping for longer than people think people have been rapping. Yeah, dude, j- the jazz, BB King, dude, they were rapping. They were spitting bars. Bob Dylan's been rapping his whole career. Like it, the, an MC has has developed to be something different. And I don't want to take away from the origins of it. I don't want to say that, that that's not important, but it is. But that's yeah. the oranges of it here in the United States. Yeah. And, and people forget that and even then you can't say that other races weren't involved 
there was broke white kids, broke Italian kids that were doing it. Bro. Yeah. There was a Puerto, how many Puerto Ricans do you think weren't involved in hip hop like automatically? Damn. To, you know what I'm saying? And to say it belongs to and, it, and it, so it's important for me to like to display that the obvious nonsense of that. So mm-hmm. I, I thought you know again a man that's got a story to tell is is you not being black but in this very developed black culture that's yeah. that is hip hop underground hip hop mm-hmm. how how much pressure you feel from that is that something you think about uh, or I don't really think about it too much you know what I'm saying I just I just do my thing you know I just tell my story uh, I just love music you know what I'm saying so but, but is it difficult because you're not black with just from your own surroundings like is that something that that you're like the other white people like welcomed you do or what is it like uh i mean i just i grew up around so many different people Mm -hmm. i grew up around real street cats so like i function with a lot of white gangsters black gangsters Mm -hmm. essays Mm -hmm. asian gangsters i function with a lot of people i mean it felt like i wouldn't say it's like a pressure but yeah i mean of course i want to like go hard and like you know, I'm used to being the minority in the hip hop scene a lot of times, like pulling up to shows and I might, you know, I was backstage at the Drummer Boy show. I think King Lil G there with like 30 essays, Drummer Boy there with like 30 essays. I'm the only white boy back there yep. chilling, doing my thing. Yep. But, you know, I bring like, I, I feel like I'm able to maneuver a certain way and and all races are going to respect me uh, just for being myself. You know what I mean? Not really coming and trying to like, I'm just doing my own thing. I'm telling my story. I'm speaking from a young white boy who was in the streets, who grew up in Orange County, who represents Cypress. You know what I mean? And uh, so you haven't seen it hurt you or, or help you in one way or another. I mean, hurt or help me. I think I, I'm just doing. You know, I'm gonna capitalize off being me, no matter what. Mm. So I'm just gonna do me to the fullest. And I respect and, that. I do, know, but I, it, it is it is something that I feel. Look, if you haven't considered it and it hasn't fucked with you, good, bro. I don't want to. I don't want to bring it to yeah, your world I mean, I don't because want, that's the way it should be. You should once gonna, you rap, you should not have to worry about what I look like. Yeah, what do I, I mean, sound like? Is this dope? Okay, and I'm not. Don't I'm worry not, about it then. I'm. I'm here. I'm. My shit is like I'm bleeding out my story. Like I'm venting because I feel like I have to do this. I need this to survive. So you know that's gonna come first to me. You know what I mean? Well, I'll worry about what everyone thinks and how everyone feels, and then you know. It ain't for everybody. I don't need everybody to like me or, you know what I mean? I just mm-hmm. respect me. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah. All, all I ask is people are going to respect me. Otherwise, you know what I mean? That's gonna, I'm going to have a problem with that. But people having their opinion or caring about my skin color or whatever, you know what I mean? Everybody has a right to their own opinion. Just, you know, listen to this motherfucking joint. You're going to hear my opinion too. Mm-hmm. I'm going to speak my truth and how I feel and, you know, and I, I, I just, I mess with everybody. You know, I, I appreciate all types of music. So I like, I like mexican artists you know what i mean i like black artists i like white artists i like all all types of music all races so i'm just gonna press my line regardless and you know people are gonna respect me for telling my story and 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 people who have a problem with it or don't like it that's okay too you know i'm not here all i know is i'm not here to judge nobody and i don't want to be judged you know what i mean but i will appreciate uh constructive criticism or your opinion you know what i'm saying or like i'm not gonna hold your opinion higher because of your race mm-hmm. i'm gonna hold i'm gonna take for what you have to say based on who you are as a person and how you carry yourself and you know what i'm saying i'm just gonna keep pressing my line i think yeah. everybody i think i have a more of a right to speak on what i'm speaking about you know what i'm saying than anybody that's how i feel you know what i'm saying that's like not a race thing involved i'm saying like in general i have a right to speak on my life and that's what i'm gonna do 
You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what I would do no matter what. No matter what color I am, what city I'm from. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to speak about my life and nobody can stop that. And people are going to enjoy it because, you know, it's it's relatable. People are going to want to hear what I have to say because I feel like I come from a serious life. I've been through a lot of stuff. So I want to I wanna bleed out my truth on this shit and let people appreciate it and listen to it and get something from it. You know what I'm saying? No, absolutely. And, and that's the way it should be. Um, but it took me, honestly, bro, it took me growing up and not even, like, it took me a while to like really realize how important race was an issue for people yeah um because for me and i've and i've kind of i'm i'm changing a little bit of the thought on this but honestly like it's not important like i yeah i have nothing to do with it i didn't earn it i didn't fight for it i didn't sign yeah. up for it it's fucking random roll of the dice i happen to be mexican dude i don't understand what any of that has to do with what we're talking about and yeah. I don't mean you I'm just saying in general Because the yeah. conversation is never Oh if you were into me- Like what the fuck yeah. are you, What are you talking about How does that even factor Into any aspect of life What yeah. pigment I happen to be born with What are you Like it, it's such an I'm worried it, about what's, what's inside you I'm worried about Your soul and your spirit well, It's bad enough to worry way, about People being you know, assholes Just being assholes But yeah. the, 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 the fact that they don't like you For no reason Is so upsetting to me And so like that adults maneuver this way yeah. and like politics I mean, are like wild. ran on the color of your skin what the fuck on it's the- wild i mean being <laughs> being in the system a lot too, yeah you, you kind of have to become accustomed to that mm. you know what i'm saying that's like so so was it was there a diff uh, was it difficult then like being in the system y- well, well and I'm then just, being a hip-hop head like uh i mean no nah, because that was something i always did it didn't matter where i was at or okay. who i was around for yeah. me it was like I, oh I'm, I, I rap i like to i like to like rhyme about my life yeah you know okay this is like plain and simple yeah but i mean like you know i'm i'm saying like i'm just used to adversity and i'm used to capitalizing on the situation and making the best and adapting so like yeah being in the system a lot of times you know it was really it was like a lot of essays always you know you go into i mean doing time in orange county at least and going to these camps you know i've been to like every camp joplin ygc yla you know the hall what what was the first thing you got locked up for like what was the the first uh, charge i got like a time? 211 robbery when i was a uh, like 12 holy shit. so and i really didn't do time for that directly but that's what led to me doing all the time i did because uh you know i got a felony it was a felony case and uh at 12 you, at you, 12, you had a felony at 12 a, a strong arm robbery charge at 12 shit. and i think it like bled out it like dragged out to like 13 is when i got put on probation and it was like you know it was a formal serious thing so instantly i was already you know everything you do is like you go to jail for it so really i didn't go to jail for that that's what i that's the charge i originally got yeah which set me up for a 12 to 19 i was on formal probation and going in and out that whole time you know what i mean i'd say from like 15 to 17 like those two years i was really like you know so the first time i did longest sentence you did i did six months when i was 15 Uh uh-huh uh, and then I did three months or I did another month when I was 16. Yeah. I did two months house arrest and then I went and did another three months when I was 17. Uh-huh. You know, so it was like. That's the last time you were in? Uh, you know, I hit the county a few times, but mm. just for walkthroughs, I did like a week in the county, mm. a day in the county. You know what I'm saying? Little, <laughs> little stuff. But I've been, I've been able to maintain my freedom like pretty solid since I was like 17, you know? Oh, okay, good. Uh, little, little in and out situations. What do you think that, what do you credit those things to? Just like 
bad decision making or bad influences like was there someone like directly like telling you to do bad things or like nah i would say like really it was one that one decision to rob that kid uh changed my whole it changed my whole life because it made it and you made that decision yourself yeah okay yeah you know young at the park plotting blackberry just came out seen some kid you know i'm with a couple of the older homies everybody's trying to smoke Um. everyone's trying to drink we ain't got money you know and i just uh I took advantage of him. You know what I mean? That's what it was. I was just a young kid and I took advantage of my situation. And man, I, I need some money. So, you know, I pressed somebody. I used force to press them to take their stuff. And that's what I got in trouble for. Really, that one decision. I think it was that one decision. That was a felony? Strong arm. Yeah, you use force. Oh, strong arm. And, oh. and you take something from somebody. But as a teenager, bro, for strong them to, to yeah. go for that. I, didn't, I was like, man, that sounds crazy. Like, I didn't have a gun. Bro, no, bro. But they're like, yo, you use force. You use, if you use force to take something from somebody yeah but that's every kid has ev- always there's not one kid who hasn't done that like what did we they hide my here? shit up what <laughs> the fuck i pulled up on a i was on the handlebars i pulled up jumped off the handlebars went got at him took what i took jumped back on the handlebars dipped yeah you know what i'm saying but they made it seem like i ran up in a liquor store with a gun and Dude, I, was, I thought you were about to tell me you put heat on someone nah, or you put like and it was but like okay the they I, get, I, like, oh, yeah, I get but yeah no that's the way you, they made you punked it seem. a kid for his phone and you yeah. got jail time and they, and they really yeah well what it was is that set me up yeah for seven years straight yeah. of former probation but where then, i'm talking like I, I smoke weed and i miss school and i'm doing six months that's how really realistically Damn, that's bro. how it was and i'm with people you know like man i just got six months for a strap i just got six months for beating this fool with a, with a bat whatever and they're like what do you hear i'm like man if i'm here for little violations like they're just they're washing me up on some Damn. so i feel like what led to that of course being a young kid running amok the crowd a little everything had a part to play but i really do believe like that once that one situation it changed my my whole childhood. No, they, they set you up on. to fail because they're basically yeah. saying this kid who's already obviously a little bit unhinged, we're gonna put him on, we're gonna watch him like a hawk in the minute. We're gonna put him like, dude, they're setting instead of giving you the help or like yeah. something like that. And I, I, that's the, weird to me that at such a young age they went yeah. so hard on you. They pretty much said we're gonna make sure if you do I- any little mistakes yeah. you make, you're gonna have to go and do time, and it's gonna change your what whole did, outlook. What and- did moms think about this? Uh, I was always in trouble, man. So she, I don't know what she was thinking. She was probably just like, "Damn, this little motherfucker don't stop." Damn, trouble. So yeah, you know, she was just. But she wrote. She was, like I said, she had a drug addiction. She, she was. This was at a time where, when I was getting in a lot of trouble, she was like, kind of overcoming her struggle. Mm. So, you know, she she was able to understand a little bit that maybe I was acting out due to the way things were for a cut, you know what I mean? For Oh, so she didn't hold it against you too much. No, nah, I mean, I was I held a lot of shit against her, you know what I mean? Like I blamed her for a lot of things, a lot of things I went through early on. Uh but she rode with me. She was there I think the closest I ever got with my mom was like those 6 months when I first got busted, mm. visiting her and talking, you know what I mean, and like getting to understand how we're feeling and uh put thing in different perspective bro yeah so you know she rode with me my mom my mom always had my back she ain't never rat on me nothing mm. she was like you know if the if they're banging at the door where what are we hiding where are you going what did you do <laughs> what are we flushing what are we where saying we what are we gonna say wow. you know what i mean like she okay. was she had okay. my back hey, you know what i mean and, and she rode with me every time i went down so what about what about relationships wise like you know like you you have a kid you said it right you, no I don't got a kid you don't have any kids no okay good you staying you staying solo dolo or what no I got I got a beautiful lady that I'm rocking with right now okay uh, been rocking with her for a little bit I've known her for a long time 
uh yeah man i hope i hope to have a family one day soon for real okay dope so you're looking forward to the marriage and being a pops and all that yeah shit. Okay. man it's really important not having like a household mm-hmm. growing up that's something so important like i'm so excited to like have dinner at night with my family and have a kid and do those just these like it I was is saying, a crazy instinct right like these what, things i haven't had you know and like i'm glad up. that i'm glad you're thinking that way bro because the story is always so much the other way it's like oh i, w- I had a shitty dad i'm gonna be a shitty dad or it, mm. you don't think it but you become it you yeah, know yeah. because you're not keeping yourself in check you're not really real you're not giving yourself that time to be like i don't want to continue this cycle of just emptiness and empty promises and breaking people with fucking trust all the time like it's a very difficult thing for a male to like um want to it just seems to be such a hard thing for most most dads to yeah. like be present you know so i i'm glad you have that instinct dude that's that's very dope man i think you're gonna i think it's gonna do, it's gonna do a lot of good for you in the future just having have lived such a turbulence life to yeah. be able to tell your kids like hey chill yeah because yeah, you yeah. know exactly where it leads you'll know the there. signs yeah i'm gonna yeah, be there i'm yeah. gonna be in the mix that's my goal i'm gonna be i'm gonna be very present yeah for sure okay but you did you're you are in a transition yeah right? you've changed your lifestyle a lot Definitely. talk to me about like as dark as it's gotten mm-hmm. and then tell me about the change you've made now um so you know like just ups and downs for for real people you know we all we all everybody goes through it you know it, it was a it was a long road for me to kind of get to where i'm at today you know just from uh being in and out of the system being on drugs running amok trying to do good on and off for a long time and uh you know i feel like now i finally got it i finally got to a point where i'm old enough to understand and i'm, I'm finding my way uh you know uh i'd say like man last year i made a big change so right after i turned 25 i was like man just thinking like 25 is it's an important number it kind of feels like you're at like a quarter point of life halfway point of life whatever you know quarter for sure bro i just yeah like i looked at myself like man you know i just kind of reflected on what i've been through and all the decisions i made and i just felt like it was time for me to step my game up as a human as a person you know and and you know make the transition into really being a man because you know you think you're a man at 18 21 i don't think i was a man yet you know what i mean i think I, I i think i've been acting as a man since i was like 10 years old due to my circumstances but really just becoming a man and growing up and you know uh f- i overcame a lot of problems a lot of vices you know what i mean i i got sober uh you know i was sober for 15 months really just like pressing the line of like getting my physical mental spiritual right you know what i'm saying and uh and that's what i did and now li- life's a lot different man it's like i have a lot of self-control that's something i lacked you yeah know? you were a skinny kid last time i saw you yeah yeah you were a skinny man. kid who just wanted to rap all the time yeah yeah <laughs> uh but now you've you 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 display the fact that you're getting healthy like mm. it's, it's on your videos and it's like yeah so what where did that importance to being physically fit or healthy um, well, I've always like exercised a little bit on and off as, as a young kid, but never really took it serious. I would say just like, you know, with getting sober came the need for new addiction. Mm. You know, I had to find certain things to fill voids. Holy you know shit, what yeah. I'm saying? Or like, oh, yeah. you know, I'm used to like, oh, you had a bad day. I'll be behind the liquor store for 12 hours with a 40 and then we'll get into some other things and we'll see where that leads to. Now it was more like, all right, man, I don't have nowhere to run. You know, I'm really feeling how I'm supposed to feel for the first time in my whole, like, you know, since I was a real, I started using at a really young age, like nine. 
I would say from 9 to 25, being locked up was the only time I'd be sober. So, you know, you could imagine, you feel like you're, you're like a kid, you know, like I never felt, I never felt angry and had to just deal with it like in a certain, in a, you know, as a man. Mm -hmm. So I I'm really gonna, just started using- I'm gonna crack this door open. Okay, just yeah, go ahead. Yeah, man, I started using exercising, definitely started using exercising to like uh, channel my energy and uh, created a new addiction, man, I, and I fell in love with it. Now it's like, if I don't work out, I don't feel good that day. You mm. know what I mean? Like, I was hitting some push-ups before I came over here. Like, just gotta, uh... It does, um, get, release the endorphins, right? And it makes you feel better. Oh, and man, and it you... cha changes your life. If, yeah. if you don't exercise, man, you're, you're missing out on a huge part of life. Like, you need to exercise, like, every other day at least. It's very, and it's also, like, immediate challenges that you're beating and you're meeting. Straight up. So, like, your... Mental workout, it, it, it's, it's a men it keeps yeah. my mental right even more than my physical, but it goes hand in hand. Mm. So, you know, and I want to press it. I've always been, like, big at telling my story and what's going on in my life. So, it's some if it's something bad and negative, I really am pressing that to the people. And that's what they're hearing. And I'm sure they get influenced. So when I'm doing something right and positive and good, it's the same thing. You know, I just, that's my truth right now. So I'm pushing that, you know, I want to inspire people to exercise and extend your life contract. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Why, why you want to check out early? Like you could really yeah. be exercising out here every day, feeling good, looking good. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I call it money. When I go to work out, I'm going to go get money. I'm going to pick up a bag of money. You know what I mean? I joke with the homie. Hey, you, you didn't come to the gym today? Man, they were giving out bags of money right here. Like, because it's like, to me, it's like getting yeah, paid, yeah. paid in a, in a real way with like, you know, getting paid with things that money can't buy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel about it. So yeah, be your health is ultimately it, man. Health and, is wealth, for real. And we, uh, we, we, we've, we've taken it for granted, but I do think the pandemic opened up a lot of eyes, a lot of, um, reality checks happened during the pandemic. I mean, we're still in it, but at its thrust, it was it was pretty bad, bro. You know, and, and it shows you how much of America was unhealthy, how many people were dying just off a simple fucking virus Damn. because they're unhealthy, bro. They're they're fat. They're, they have diabetes. Like, yeah. Like and just on, they did this to themselves, sickness. That's. And it was proven by a virus that just, hey, dude, it'll knock you out, but you can survive it. Yeah. But if you have, if you're diabetic or you're fat or you're, you're gone. Yeah. And, it, and a lot of people, I think, are like, holy shit, like, let's, let's look at what's, what we're doing here. Yeah. That's um, the first thing I did when COVID hit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I started, hit, I started hitting. I wasn't worried about no vaccine. I was like, let me change my diet. Let me work out mm -hmm. a lot harder. Let me try to stop. Let me get off. Oh, you know what I mean? I quit everything. I wasn't smoking, doing mm. nothing. It was just like focus you know what i'm saying what do you think the biggest difference is from uh sober pecs to non-sober pecs like what do you think was the is the uh, biggest i would say like i'm just the sober version of me is is a different cat you know i'm a definitely way better decision making you know uh carrying myself ha keeping my really staying more true to some of these morals that i put upon myself uh you know understanding a able to uh consume knowledge and actually learn like you know retain it yeah yeah because <laughs> when i'm turned up i'm listening i'm hearing it but yeah. you know my brain is not my brain's wired a certain way to where when i get on a on a sick one or i'm partying or running amok it's like i'm on a one-way street in tunnel vision in that world mm. you know uh i'm able to like enjoy the world and embrace things and and listen and you know the sober version of me it's i'm accomplishing a lot you know what i mean i'm, I'm on point 
Yeah, um, I've had uh, Lush one on the show. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Lush. Okay, he runs no, the not. King of the Dot uh, battles. He puts them together, all that shit. And he was a notorious party guy. Like just, just he was just Lush. And Lush was just fucking just a coked out dude. But he was, he was accomplishing so much while he was high. Okay. He was building like the biggest battle league on the world in the world and putting on these amazing shows and like just Dope. releasing music. But he was fucking high and strong and fucking blah blah blah. And now he's sober. And um and uh I wanted to also display that, but he he told me something that I was like he said that he knew he was gonna relapse. Like okay. they he understood that. He went to a twelve step program and then the whole thing and he understood it's gonna happen. So when it happens, do I have the tools to deal with that and continue on my sober journey after Damn. having slipped once, right? And that's the kind of mentality that he couldn't have had when he was high, bro. He wasn't, he didn't think, you couldn't think that way. Yeah. You can't think with that clarity, with well, that yeah, understanding, you learn, you learn, with that. You learn to understand, you you really get to, and then you get around it too when you're sober and you get around people and you, you start to see how they act and you go, damn, I wonder Especially how. In, in then what we do, bro. It's like it, drugs, it might not be the coke, but it, the weed is everywhere. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. That temptation is everywhere. How have you managed to fight that off? Or uh, uh, I mean, it just doesn't really affect me. You know, I've never really been like a cat to like fold under peer pressure or like be influenced too much by others. Mm -hmm. I kind of like, you know, I'm I'm not a follower. I'm a leader, so I run my own my own path regardless. So if mm -hmm. I'm, no matter who's in the room, what's in the room, if I have something I want to do, I'm gonna do it. You know, and if I have something I don't want to do anybody else doing it around me is not gonna affect me you know mm. so i'm pretty like headstrong on that you know what i mean on that and like i don't really mind being around it you know what i'm saying like it, it doesn't bother me if i want if i'm in, if i'm engaging in it that day and it's there i'm gonna engage in it enjoy if I'm it not, blah, blah, and it's blah. there it's not yeah. gonna bother me i'm gonna mm. be like hey you guys run your pro i already know how it goes I, i've done that too many times i don't need to i'm not missing out on nothing you know mm. and i just know myself like oh trust me like when i take it there i'm gonna take it there i go all, I'm, I'm full fledged with whatever <laughs> so if it's like bad stuff i'm going i'm going all in if it's good stuff i'm gonna go all, you know what i mean that's yeah. just the type of person i am so uh for me it's been easy just to like just to maneuver and you know what i mean do do what i'm focus on what i'm focused on that's all that matters in the moment you know what i'm saying no and it's reflective in in your music it uh it shows that you're You're very aware, like I said, of yourself and where you're going and what you're talking about. You know, you're not a stranger to to the topics you bring it up. For sure. Talk to me about the album. So the album, Angels Carry Kings. Uh, man, we just dropped it. It's available on uh, hard copies and YouTube. You could DM me directly to purchase that. So this album, man, I've been working on it probably for the last year. I'd say we went really, really hard on it. Uh, probably like April, May, June, July. Mm-hmm. You know, April, May, June, I'd say. And uh, yeah, man, it's a great body of work. Just another another audio book on my life. Uh, it's a mix and master by LD on the cut. Shout out you know to what I'm saying? LD. LD, he produced the first six joints as well. So uh, yeah, man, he really, he really, I'd say, got was behind me throughout the whole album. It's amazing, man. Uh, me and him. So shout out to LD on the cut, man. Without without having his help. And him, you know, I recorded most of the album with him. He produced half of it. He mixed and mastered it. He had a huge part to play in making this ha happen. And, uh, you know, I got some dope features. We, uh, the last underground album I dropped was called All City King, All City Kid. 
and we dropped that in like what 2017 so it's been like a solid three four years <laughs> since i've came with like a full album i dropped some projects along the way but you know i felt like it was time to bring it bring it back and uh we got some similar features we got young drummer boy on the album he's been killing it so shout out to him uh we got propaganda on the album which is funny because i met propaganda at, at your at yeah. your show yeah. what seven years ago so uh we had him on the last yeah, album so i brought him back on this album he killed it uh we had gremlin yep. on the album we had uh ariano oh, and we had my out. boy eric martinez uh, and there's also some production on there from ariano as well and some production from the homie from the uk kells with the heat grimy grimy mm. producer really brought it's a trip he's from the uk but he brought like a west coast flavor mm -hmm. to the album that i was searching for so yeah man it's just another dope album me me speaking about my life i say it's like the most mature body of work you could tell the growth uh you hear the growth in the music like f from me as a person you know it's it's just different it's a grown man is it this is an album made from a grown man compared to all my other projects was like a, a young man growing up kind of you know right yeah uh, you're you're maturing with your audience your audience real, is maturing with you they're they're seeing you grow up and you're developing to be this this you got you got it down pretty good bro you got you got the style down you got the verbiage down you got the representation down i'm very i'm very impressed when i saw the the new videos and all that shit like you're, you're really you. doing on a decent level man like Thank it's you, uh very impressive and um again just making orange county proud dude you, you've been killing it appreciate you for real yeah uh so it was important for me to talk to you because of so many different things your sobriety uh your involvement in hip-hop and then where you're from and all that stuff but i think it's been long enough for you to go through the 12 rounds okay. one last time i don't know if you remember i don't last remember. time you were here the final segment of the show every person that's been on the show goes through these 12 questions okay think about it like a boxing match so i'm gonna ask you 12 questions each more difficult than the last if you answer all 12 questions honestly, you're the champion and you walk away with the belt. Okay? Okay. If you cannot answer the question or you will not answer the question, I win, I'm the champion, and I get to keep your hat. Okay, let's get it. <laughs> Are you willing to play, Pex? Let's play. Okay, round number one. What is your favorite part about your craft? Uh, creating, telling my story. You enjoy that the most? Yeah. Okay. Round number two, what is your least favorite part about your craft? Uh, I would say uh, my least favorite part about my craft. My craft or the craft in general? Your craft. Uh, Shooting videos. You don't enjoy shooting videos? Sometimes I don't enjoy. I think I enjoy every other aspect more. I don't not enjoy shooting videos, but that's the least. What is it about it that makes it your least uh, favorite? Just the pro sometimes the process. Sometimes I don't like really be, sometimes I don't want to always be in front of the, I definitely enjoy not being in front of the camera, creating the music more oh. than that side. So when I say what I, that's what I enjoy least. It don't mean I hate it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Is that what you asked me? No, right? yeah, 100%. What do you enjoy that's least? That's, uh, that's, that's what I enjoy least. Okay. <laughs> uh, it is, it, I'd rather be heard than seen also. Yeah. Uh, and I understand there's a power in like not being there, but being present in like your voice and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I, I also, my least favorite part of all this is also people watching me do it. Okay. Like if there is a, a, a thing like it, you know what I'm saying? Like live shows. I love live shows. But, <laughs> yeah. But the video, yeah, I'm not. The super, videos is very particular. I got to yeah. get excited. I got to like get, that's something that I got to uh, 
dig for the motivation. Now you're selling a it. More. You're selling that track. You're selling that beat. Yeah. You're just selling it. I get it. Uh, round number three. If you could collaborate with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? Uh, Big L. You collaborate with Big L. That's just who came to mind right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. What would you do with Big L? You think? I would make a classic hip hop joint oh, produced yeah? by DJ Premier. Woo, Premier yeah. on the beat, bro. That's what's up. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Uh, round number four. What are you most proud of? Mm, being alive still making it where i'm at progress mm. you know what mm. i'm saying round number five what are you least proud of mm, mistakes any lost time mistake? okay just losing time um a lot of mistakes man I, I couldn't pinpoint one in particular i would just say making mistakes you know what i'm saying you know uh hurting people straight up mm. i'm least proud of of the of the things i've done to hurt people and some of the mistakes that i made Mm. round number six what is your biggest fear mm. i'll go with the last one uh you know not being remembered mm. being forgotten yeah you know not 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 uh not fulfilling my purpose while i'm here on this earth you know what i'm saying got it round number seven who would you take a bullet for my mama take a bullet for period moms. any huh. day any day any time <laughs> round number eight who would you let that bullet hit now, listen, Ooh. hold on. I'm not saying Peck shoot someone. Ooh, That's not what I'm that saying. Bullet hit? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is bullet flying through the sky. Yeah, anybody just... anybody who's trying to take my life. And it, whoever shot that bullet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Whoever shoot a bullet in my back. direction. Yeah. Okay. That motherfucker's ricochet come right back. So, okay, I hear you. All right, I respect that. <laughs> uh, round number nine. Who would you never work with? Uh, who would I never work with? Like ever? Anybody in particular? Not particular. Who would you never work with? A rat. <laughs> you would never work with a rat. Whoever that, I mean, that I rat mean, may yeah, be. Man, I don't know. Uh, who would I never work? This is a funny question. Yeah, it's funny. There's a lot of people I would never work with. So okay, all so of then, you. So then, so then, like, give me an example. No, but no, no, like names in 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 specific that come like, oh, I wouldn't work with this guy. I mean. If 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 you're not a genuine person and I ain't feeling your vibe, I ain't fucking with you. Regardless so. of status or what yeah. you can bring or whatever. Yeah, straight okay. up. I'm not, you know, I, I'm gonna stand on my morals and do do what I believe and you know, I don't wanna build with anybody who, who I don't feel like we we can't build together. You know what I'm saying? So Well, cause you could be you could build something with someone you don't like and don't enjoy yeah, being but, with. I mean, I, but I just like I enjoy like genuine music and personal music and mm. you know, I wanna fuck with people who fuck with me, so you know, if I, if I, and I'm big on energy and the vibe. So if you ain't got, if I don't like your energy, I don't like your vibe. I don't like you as a person. You know, I don't, if I don't feel like you're authentic, you're I not going to force yourself to work. With I ain't fucking person. with you. Got it. Got no it. rats, no weirdos. We ain't fucking with you. <laughs> period. Uh, round number 10. What is your biggest insecurity? Mm, my biggest insecurity. What are you most insecure about? Damn. I would say my uh, self control. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I was I used to be really insecure about the fact that I couldn't control my emotions or my anger or my drug problems. You know what I'm saying? That's the insecurity for real for me. Mm. Self control. Again, you're very aware of yourself, Pex. At a, at a young age, you you already like uh, sums up, and I don't think you were able to put it into words because yeah. you're able to like look outside, and it, and this is impressive because it's such a missing thing at a young age for teenagers to be able to like reflect and be like well hold on yeah well, what is really happening here i feel yeah. like honestly i have i'm like 
such a headstrong person, mm-hmm. but I also could have very little self-control. So it's like <laughs> best of both worlds type shit. You or know worse. I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I would say. Okay. Okay. Round 11. You're almost there. Two rounds. Okay. Round 11. Do you believe in God? Yes. What does that mean for Pex? To me, it's just like a higher power. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't put myself in like a category of a specific religion, but I do pray. I do believe that there's like a higher power. Uh, you mean you know, like a like a living, like a thinking entity that's like maneuvering things or like an energy sure. or a yeah, force? I would like, say more you... like energy. I'm not even sure really. That's why I don't like really press, you know, like I read a lot of like things from like, you know, the Bible or like, you know, I... I I gain knowledge from like looking at religion, uh-huh. uh, but I, I I I can't really put it into words or exactly tell you what it is. That's why I, it's like my own religion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just pray, you know, and I. So believe, you do pray. I pray. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So you do communicate with whoever, whatever this energy yes, is. Yes. Yes. All right. Mm, you rely on it. You believe in it. You trust it. I believe in it. I trust it. Do I rely on it? Mm, uh, I, like- I would say to a small extent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Round 12, last and final round. You're doing pretty good, bro. Okay. I appreciate you coming out. I'm, yeah, I'm trying I'm trying to answer <laughs> these questions. No, I appreciate you coming out uh, and uh, putting in the work that you've been putting in for the album and just making everyone proud, dude. Yeah. Including yourself, man. That, thank you. You got to give yourself some credit. You're doing a lot. And you're doing for future. Future Pex is going to thank you to, today. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Tomorrow, he's going to be like really grateful of the steps you've taken. Hey, well, thank you for having me. You've always uh, supported my movement. Absolutely. And, uh, plug me in with good people and you know it's a trip seven years later here we are yeah, once again yeah absolutely it's just because it, for me it's, it's also been a little bit of a renaissance i've i've did the whole step back look well who's really fucking with you who's really not and yeah. who's also still doing their thing and it coming to east of the river bro it was just it just made sense because they're not going anywhere and they've been rocking i don't know if as long as as i have in the scene but okay if not longer, like, the, and then the, the 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 forces of all their energy put together, and look, like that they're young and they're they got a mentality and they got a, a focus yeah. that is also very inspiring to me. Even though I do something completely different, but their focus and their drive, yeah, dude, it's the like energy, okay, I want to be around people yeah. that are moving, you know, surround yourself around like like minded people. And Pex isn't going anywhere, so I was like, you know what, we got to we got to catch up. We pulling we, up. That's let's, right, baby. Let's run it. Round tw- uh, round twelve, last and final round. Okay, why? Why what? Why? Just why? Just why? why? Because I want to know I, your I why. have to. My why is because I have to. Because, you know, there ain't nothing like the present. Uh, You know, time is very valuable and it is not promised. Because uh, angels carry kings. That's why. Mm. Real real talk. It's a beautiful thing. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Pex, thank you for coming through, bro. I really appreciate your time, yeah, man. Thank you, my boy. Yeah, I had a great time. Uh, dude, tell them where they can find you. You are the champion, by the way. Of course you won. Uh, ding, hey, ding, That's what's up. <laughs> uh, I'll mail you the belt. Yeah. It's real I'm ostrich. Need that. It's real. It looks like a like a WWF belt. Put a big A on there. I'm going to need that. Remember when, they, when he had the spinner on it? Yeah, you know, I need that. You need that spinner? Straight up. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you can find yeah. me at, at Pex1. P E C K S O N E. Uh, that's pretty much on all platforms. You know what I'm saying? Uh, stream my music on Spotify. Watch my videos on YouTube. DM me directly to tap in on any merch or these hard copies of the album, limited edition. You know what I'm saying? Dub, hit me up, drop a dub, run that up. Uh, yeah, man, for sure. Tap into the album. This is a great body of work. Uh, real authentic hip hop, underground, boom bap. 
fly shit. You know, they can't fuck with us. Mm. P-Rock 5000, we out here. <laughs> That's right. So, for Pex, for Orange County, for East of the River, for LD and Ariano and everyone that was on the tracks, for just real and true hip-hop everywhere, this is Concept 714 asking you, demanding that you help us wake the flock up. Peace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>